This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. To Beck Hill Daily, presented by BetMGM. College hoops. I think this is a good time while we wait for Mike. I'm not even sure which futures that you have, Joe O. Do you have any um, that you've placed, or are you just waiting for the path and seeing how things go with the brackets? No, I've actually been waiting, and I'm not worried about value going away. Like er- Early on in the season, there were some teams that – that were buzzy for a while and then the value would slip away. But at this point, I'm just waiting a little bit. And um, some of the teams that I have liked that we've been talking about on the show, I haven't seen any value go away. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to hold out as long as I can then and kind of see where we are as far as uh, what sort of a seating and uh, possibility of a, of a path. But like we mentioned earlier, that that's, that's when they get the most action between the Sunday and when we get to Thursday, Friday on the futures board. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing that, trying to hunt for the next North Carolina or just, just any, uh, any road that they like. Mike Rutherford joins us now. We're going to talk to him about some college hoops. And Mike, I feel like every time you come on, I'm like, gosh, I don't trust any of these teams. One that I feel <laughs> like I like, and then they lose or lose multiple times, and then I'm off of them. And But it seems like Houston has been that team that's just still there. They've been consistent. Where are you at when it comes to this Houston team? They've definitely still been there. I think the big question is, are they still there because they play in the American Athletic Conference? Would they be still there if they were in the SEC or the Big 12 or the Big 10? Or would they be in this cycle of get to number one, get to number two, take a bad loss? I think it's a, it's a valid question right now. The difference between Houston and other teams in the same situation in years past, they've proven they can get the job done in the NCAA tournament. They, they've now had three years in a row where they've advanced that second weekend. They went to the Final Four a couple of years ago. If you're talking about them as a national title contender, though, it does bring up the fact that they got beaten pretty badly in that Final Four. They've kind of – I mean, I, I hate to say that. I hate to make this comparison because it annoys me, but it comes up every single March – they are in the process of becoming the new Gonzaga where people talk about them in terms of, yeah, they're good, but look at their craft conference. There's no way they're going to win the national title. And until they actually get that done, which is a, I mean, you only have one national champion guys. It it takes a lot to win six games in three weeks in that NCAA tournament. But until Calvin Sampson gets that done, you're going to have doubters out there, but I think you're right. I mean, they've got proven scores. They've got a good March pedigree. If you want to to put all your chips in on Houston being the clear-cut favorite right now to win the national title, I'm not going to fight you on it. Alabama. I I don't even know where to start with this, everything going on. <laughs> if you want to address tonight's game, 
The number's interesting. It's nine and a half against Auburn. They keep stumbling over themselves. I don't, I don't know if they feel the true heat that's out there because Tuscaloosa, whether talking about football or basketball, there's always a bit of a bubble there. And it's based on some of the stuff they've been saying and continue to say. I'm like, boy, they really are tone deaf about what's going on out there. What are your thoughts on, uh, on Bama? And uh, do you think this is going to impact them the rest of the season? I think it's already impacted them. And when you look at it, it's a wild situation because you look at the fact that they played South Carolina, who's maybe the worst team in the SEC or at best, the second worst team in the SEC probably should have lost that game and said they win by two in overtime. They played Arkansas one by three, you know, didn't cover the, the, the spread there. It was a closer than anticipated game. The one guy, though, who very clearly has not seemed to be impacted by this is Brandon Miller. He's Brandon been Miller. <laughs> I, I know that they. I, and I love the fact that the SEC and the NCAA, they weren't giving him any sort of player of the week awards last week, despite the fact that he averaged a million points per game. The SEC was like, never heard of the guy. No, there's no way we're going to give that guy an award right now. But he scored 41 in, the, in the, the game against South Carolina. He basically saved them against Arkansas. He has not seemed to be impacted by this at all. In fact, in a weird way, it seems like he's kind of thriving in, in this situation. He's playing up the villain role. It's very, very weird. But you can't just gloss over the fact that the rest of the team seems to be distracted. I think Nate Oates seems to be yeah. impacted by this. He seems exhausted after these press conferences. He seems like he's struggling to say the right things. And uh, that's understandable <laughs> given how bad he bungled this situation from the jump. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, maybe this winds up being – I think with Alabama for me, I'm in kind of a holding pattern. I want to see what they do next week in the SEC tournament in that – situation where you're just focused entirely on basketball it's a lot easier to lose yourself in the basketball when you're playing three games in three days and there's not a whole lot to, of time to be distracted by things if they handle that well and let's say they run through the sec tournament they beat a kentucky team that's that's hot right now they beat tennessee who's very good they beat another talented team in those three games i think then you could feel a little bit better about trusting alabama on the big stage mm -hmm. in the ncaa tournament but right now they haven't handled these first two games since the the, the scrutiny really started all that well, uh, but clearly very talented. Clearly they play a style that's enticing. They've got maybe the best player in the country and a great young coach in Nate Oates. Uh, I, I think that it's, it, it's too soon to just fully jump off that bandwagon because of everything that's been going on. Yeah, I love that. A holding pattern. It definitely is intriguing to see how they continue to respond. You had mentioned Gonzaga and I, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I might as well have gone there because I've just loved their program, their basketball program. Tonight, hosting Chicago State, and this line is hefty, 27 and a <laughs> half. But my question is more just long-term because I like to bet on Gonzaga. I haven't bet on them yet. Right now, you can find them 30 to 1. But are they built to win this year? What kind of success do you think they can have come tournament time? I think they're one of a handful of teams in that second, third tier that if they get the right draw can play really deep into the NCAA tournament. And it would be a, it would be kind of a, as a general college basketball fan who gets annoyed with the Gonzaga narrative of people saying, you know, well, they, they're always going to choke. They're always going to choke. They've made like 75 straight sweet 16s. They, they, they're the only team in the, in college basketball besides Kansas that has won a game in every single NCAA tournament for the last 20 years. I think they don't get upset nearly as much as people would lead you to believe. I kind of, it might be good for them for the first time in four tournaments to not be a top seed, to have diminished expectations. If you remember, there was a year, I want to say it was 2014, 2015, where it was when DeMontis Sabonis was playing there. 
and they had to win the WCC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. They get in, they wind up winning a couple of games. They make the second weekend. They, they have this great run to the sweet 16. And I think a lot of that was because the pressure was kind of off them. The pressure will be off them again this year. They're probably going to be in that three, four seed range. I don't think they can get into it too, even if they beat St. Mary's this weekend in the, in the WCC title game. But, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. People aren't talking about Gonzaga as a top-tier national title contender for the first time since, like, 2016. With that being the case, like, this feels like a perfect scenario for Mark Few to jump in there and say, let's get it done. And people have kind of forgotten about Drew Timmy to an extent. He, he was in, despite Oscar Shibway coming back for Kentucky, he was the guy who most people had as the preseason national player of the year. And while he's still probably going to be a first-team All-American, he's not going to be national player of the year. He's not one of the top two contenders for that award. But he's still a big man that's going to get you, you know, 25 and 12 against a quality opponent. He's fantastic. The guards that they had last year that were so instrumental in them being the number one overall seed in that tournament, they're back this year. I, I, I'm curious to see how they play in the rubber match against St. Mary's should it wind up happening in that WCC title game. But I'm kind of in on Gonzaga as a team that can make a run to at least a regional final and maybe mm-hmm. you know, kind of turn this narrative on its head a little bit. Where are you with Kansas? They, uh, they win last night, survive, I guess you could say, get a share of the Big 12. Can already uh, hear the chatter. Okay, Kansas Jayhawks are going to be going for back-to-back here. We've seen them go through a, a period where they lose a few games, living on the edge the last uh, week or so, very close games, but they have been winning. Uh, where are you with Bill Self's uh, squad at this point? I love Kansas. I feel like every time I come on this pod, we're talking about Mm -hmm. Kansas and I've kind of identified them as the team that we're sort of weren't paying enough attention to back in late December, early January. This is, I think the only thing that worries me a little bit is Bill Self likes being just underneath that top of the radar. Like he doesn't like, he he wants to be a number one seed. He doesn't want to be the number one seed. He doesn't want to be the big time favorite, kind of like they were last year. They were a number one seed. Everybody knew they had a chance to win the national title but they weren't anybody's you know, number one pick, number, top two pick. They seem to be, I think they were fourth or fifth in, in the betting lines. I, I think that Kansas right now, the fact that they're winning close games in the Big 12 doesn't really bother me. The Big 12 is the best conference in the country. Every team in that league is probably NCAA tournament good, including Texas Tech, who they just beat in, in a very close win. Kevin McCullough gets the big bucket against his old team. I like the fact that they're finding ways to win these games. I think they have the championship pedigree. They also have, They've got star power, which I think you need. Think about most NCAA tournament champions that we've had in recent memory. They all have a great college player. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a lottery pick. 
but a guy who's a fantastic college player. Jalen Wilson is a fantastic college player. They've also got a guy in Grady Dick who can be like the Dante DiVincenzo from Villanova a few years ago, who I I don't think fears any sort of stage. He's always up for the moment. He can go off for 30 against a quality opponent on a given night. You've got McCuller, who has a good pedigree as well. You've got DeWan Harris there. Like, I like the roster overall. I like Bill Self. I, I, there's a lot to like about Kansas coming up over these next, uh, these next four weeks. It's hard not to trust them, given what they've been able to accomplish and given what they're doing right now. Man, this line just moved Oklahoma at Kansas State. It was at six and a half, just went to seven and a half. I liked it at six and a half, had it in the bet slip. Now I'm thinking, ah, oh, I don't know. Do you think uh, Oklahoma can hang around or do you like the Kansas State side? It's weird because, you know, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would be all in on Oklahoma here. I think that there was, there was this notion that Kansas State was maybe a little bit of a pretender. We all got so excited about first-year head coach Jerome Tang doing all these crazy things and getting them to you know, <laughs> top 10 status, top 5 status, and maybe they were regressing to the norm a little bit, losing to Texas Tech, getting beaten pretty badly by Oklahoma the last go-round. And then out of nowhere, you know, they beat Iowa State, who's been good this year. They beat Baylor, who's been good this year. They went at, in Stillwater, which is a tough place to win. And it's kind of like they're back. I still am giving a little bit of the side eye to Kansas State just because they haven't been quite as consistent over the last month as they were in in, uh, January when they were making a big-time name for themselves. I kind of – I think they get the job done tonight. I like them at home. They've been really good at home in recent weeks. Uh, I think their only home loss in February was a narrow one to Texas, who's who's very good. I like them to win tonight, but I I don't know. That that cover – is looking a little bit, a little bit attractive to me. I, Oklahoma's, you know, they're playing for their their NCAA tournament lives. I think they're you know, they're down bad. They're not probably the the bottom of the of the barrel in the the Big Twelve. They want a little bit of respect. I can see them playing Kansas State tonight, close, but still coming up short. Uh, with Mike Rutherford, manager of CardChronicle.com. We have some Mike Rutherford show as well. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Uh, maybe a leading question here, but do you like anybody in the Big Ten? <laughs> I, it's a it's a fine question. It's a valid question. Um, yeah, I've liked in I've liked Indiana so much this entire season, and then last mm-hmm. night was the first time where I was like, "All right, come on, guys! Like you you, you can't do this to me right as we turn the the page at the March. You can't give up ninety points to Iowa and just get blown out of the water." The Fran McCaffrey stares. Maybe that's the answer. Since the Fran McCaffrey stare down, uh. it's <laughs> the entire season in Iowa. Maybe they're the team that we should all be trusting out of the Big Ten. I don't I, – I trust, I trust Purdue in, like, the first weekend. I, I think that they're – with Zach Eady and with Matt Painter, I think, I think they're a little upset proof. But that's as far as I'm willing to go with Purdue. Like, I, I don't think that they're mm-hmm. – like, I worry about them as a legitimate national title contender. And now I kind of like Indiana as a dark horse 4-5 or five seed that could get to a Final Four. I'm doubting myself there a little bit. I think Trace Jackson Davis has been fantastic. But you need that second start. Um, Jalen Hood-Shifano has been good recently, but inconsistent. Xavier Johnson has been banged up a little bit. I don't know how much to trust him in the NCAA tournament. I mean, what do we do? This is a conference that every year that we think this is the year they're going to get their first national champion since 2000, all their top teams just eat each other, and then they get to the NCAA tournament, and the style of play in that conference is so different than the other major conferences. And I think it's a big reason why, like last year, they're historically good, and yet nobody's making it to the second weekend. I can see, mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's going to be that bad this year. I think you will have multiple Big Ten teams play their way to the Sweet 16 and a couple make their way to regional finals. I don't trust anybody in that conference to cut down the nets on that first Monday in April. I just, I just don't. I don't think anybody's good enough. About 30 seconds to a minute. What about UCLA? Where's your trust in them? I like UCLA a lot. Like I've been big on UCLA. I know they're winning closer than they should games against not great Pac-12 opponents recently, but they're winning. And that's more than you can say for the rest of the conference. I think, you know, talk about star power in the NCAA tournament. Jaime Jaquez is a star. He can win you games on his own. You've got a proven point guard in Tiger Campbell. You know, you need guards to advance in the, in the NCAA tournament. And then Mick Cronin kind of has that monkey off his back as far as NCAA tournament success, getting to the Final Four a couple of years ago. I like UCLA a lot. I know people don't trust West Coast teams. Speaking of droughts, mm -hmm. no West Coast national champion since 97. Uh, I think that one oh. has a better chance of falling than the Big Ten record. I like UCLA. Uh, depending on their draw, I think they're probably a Final Four team for Mike Rutherford. Mike Rutherford, manager of CardChronicle.com and host of the Mike Rutherford Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Card Chronicle. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We play a little nickel or dime next on the BetQL Network.